0: listeners we are back with another episode of madrigal at the movies with robin rob i am one of your hosts peter madrigal hey guys and i'm director rob federick
1: and i am rob schulte coming in in the last of the finish line i've i'm trying to run away from this bank guys but uh here we oh, are today oh God.
2: no pun intended <laughs>
1: <or> pun intended we <laughs> got we got this we got this High we got a very good. A fun little holiday special to start off December, guys. I'm ready for it.
0: I can't believe we're so close to Christmas right now, guys. I can't believe it, guys. This is amazing. I'm like, I'm already feeling the weather. I'm feel I, I, I'm going to go <laughs> after this, after we're done um, recording, I'm going to go buy some eggnog and mix it with some brandy. There you <laughs> go. I've got apple cider, you know, that I'm coming off of. So, uh, yeah. You know. I guess
1: I should just admit that I'm just drinking straight tequila, still, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're going, you're going, you're going Latin with it. I love it. Yes, yes. It's, it's
1: but hilarious. there is a Flash candy cane hanging out of my uh, tumbler, so
2: there, there you go. go. It's there okay. you go.
0: So, guys, yeah. what is the movie that we are um, doing today?
1: Well, I, you know, we like to rotate. We uh, of we of like course. to choose. We do our wild cards, and it was it was my turn this week, guys. <clears throat> and I really wanted us to. Get in the holiday spirit, but not too much in the holiday spirit. I wanted our, uh, I wanted to stay a little dangerous, so I chose okay. "Trapped in Paradise." <laughs> the Trapped in Paradise, 1994 holiday film starring Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz. Yes, wow. yeah,
0: yes. it's it's kind of an all star cast, actually. If I may say so myself, guys, I will say this, <clears throat> I loved this movie. Thank you so much, Rob, for introducing <laughs> me to this movie. I cannot believe, cause I'm a Christmas guy. I love oh, Christmas. Yeah. I love the Christmas tree and the weather and the football and, and having some eggnog. I love it all. And I've <laughs> never seen this movie. And now I'm like, I, I feel like I've just,
2: you've discovered a, uh, a Christmas uh, gift a, that keeps hidden, on giving
0: a hidden treasure.
2: There you go. There you go. So the
1: first time you saw this was 2020. Yes sir. <laughs> that goes
2: double for me, Rob. I really? actually saw the movie for the first time last night and wow. I had never even heard of it, but you know, I'm a Dana Carvey fan. I love John oh, yeah. lovitz. And I'm a fan of Nick Cage in the 90s when he was actually making good <laughs> movies because yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. This guy's career went in reverse. Like, there's been a, you know, a gem or two here and there in his, you know, later. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice.
1: Work. Uh, I mean, it's It's
2: okay. But, you know, either way, there's like a gem here or there. But like the guy kind of like used to make like quality movies. And then now he just makes all these bizarre, crazy ones. Uh, but... Can we just acknowledge the voices of this movie for a second? Because- Yes, uh,
1: please. You know,
2: Dana Carvey, man. (laughs)
1: You know, with that little Albert voice, you know, like this man, you know, it's kind of great. You do what you do, and I do what I do.
2: <laughs> you do what you do, and I yeah, exactly. You got you actually nailed it perfectly, Rob. And then let's let's also acknowledge the. Uh,
0: He's got a gun. The,
2: literal- <laughs> the traditional Nick Cage, like just
0: oh man, it was so good. That traditional Nick Cage yell, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> I do think there was a handful of scenes where Nick Cage forgot about his accent
0: in this movie. Oh yeah, his New yeah. York accent that he to <laughs> Yeah, sells. no, he, he was. I, that's one thing I noticed about this was like, was he switching on and off a New York accent? Kind like when of. When he started hitting on Sarah, right? He kind of had a
2: Boston one, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he
0: he tried yeah. to impress her with something.
2: Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like,
0: dude, knock it off. She'll probably like you if you don't do that voice. Yeah. yeah. Don't be try. <laughs> don't try to be Mr. Smooth over here. Going you know, back to, uh, oh my God, he's got a gun.
2: Okay, we got to play that clip like right now. <laughs> oh my God, a gun a gun, a gun! a gun! Coming back from that, like it sounds exactly like the Die! in Face Off. <laughs> if or, you don't remember,
0: or or uh, what he was yelling about in The Rock, I can't remember what he was. He was yelling about something when the. Uh, when well, the planes flew over on the uh, on the rock, oh remember, yeah, man, we, gotta that. That so gotta, we gotta watch that movie. I got we gotta watch Nick Cage man. movies, guys. We gotta yeah. have a Nick Cage month. <laughs>
2: you know, for me, I think my favorite Nick Cage movies are The Rock, Snake Eyes, Face Off, and Gone in sixty seconds. Oof.
1: Oh, There's more fantastic. in there, fantastic.
2: But you know what I mean? Like this guy made great movies back in the day. What, like we need to get Nick Cage back into the world of making good movies. I like. Like, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. well he's on my wish list for uh run Broker.
1: <laughs> that would be very cool. That would be, be awesome. Cool. I'm right. a big fan of all of those movies, Rob. I also love Wild at Heart, the uh David Lynch movie that uh, Nick Cage was in. Yeah. Um it's <laughs> oh my god, it's so bonkers. But you know, when you when you give Nick Cage an inch, he takes a mile, but if you don't know how to like rein that in you get uh you can get some wild wild performances yeah yeah
0: well um going back to this movie uh i i don't know if you guys uh if i've mentioned it here before but i'm a sucker for great openings and this opening i really like because it was kind of like um a prelude to what happens at the end of the movie now you you you'd probably think it was like a flashback type of Movie and then a narration, but it, it wasn't like that at all. You know, the, I, I thought when I first started watching it, I thought that the camera was going to zoom in onto the um, onto the sleigh with the three with the three figurines, and it would like mm-hmm. start start up, and then be like, "Oh, this is what happened to Let's uh, start from the beginning, something like that. You know, and yeah. I'm glad it didn't take it in that direction. What what really caught me, <laughs> because <laughs> this happened to me recently, and I talked about, about um I talked about this incident on my social happy hour, right? And yeah. it was the wallet. So you see this wallet fall yeah. down, it just starts getting kicked around, right? So what happened to myself and my brother the other day, the Jude, um, we're walking back from Coffee Bean and we find a wallet in the middle of the street, right? And I pick up the wallet and I'm like, I become obsessed with finding the owner of this wallet, you know, because he's probably freaking out because I would be freaking out. Right. Right. Hell yeah. And I, I, you know, stupid me, I, um, (laughs) I called up chase because he had a chase credit card. And I was all like, could you help me be a good Samaritan? And of course they weren't going to give out the information. And they were like, do you want to cancel the crowd? I absolutely not. I'm going to get this guy, his wallet back. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then my brother was like, Peter, why don't you just hit him up on Instagram you know yeah he's probably going to respond to you i
2: was all like wow i mean what, no did he have that, a distinct there, name? huh did he have a distinct distinct name that i defined? recognized
0: i recognized who he was from his id because he had his id he yeah. had his um his passport all of his oh, credit cards had, oh, yeah wow. he's, I, and, and and he even told like and then he had money in there and i i um uh, he showed uh, i eventually got in touch with him because he was at the dentist he came to my door. I gave him his wallet. He offered me all the cash he had in his wallet. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need it. Spread the karma. It's good karma. So, so yes. take it and run with it. That's you amazing, know? man.
2: Good job. Good Thank for you.
0: You. Well, yeah, no, but it spoke to me a little bit. You know what I mean? Cause I became so obsessed with finding this guy. I had so much work to do at the beginning. I mean, I'm like getting ready for I think I was getting ready for, um, for magical at the movies and then getting ready for my social happy hour. I was busy, but then all of a sudden, all of my concentration went to finding this guy and getting his wallet back to him you wow. know and it makes like, you feel, you know it makes you feel good in the end but it's good karma cuz if karma if you do good stuff it'll come back to you and i feel like nick the, the whole wallet thing for me in this movie is is kind of it keeps on going in and out you know he gave the wallet back right and then he loses his wallet and eventually comes back to him when he finally makes a good decision yeah Absolutely. but it, it's an introduction
2: to morality, which is the theme of the movie, right? Like mm-hmm. morale, like mm-hmm. the like the doing the right thing. and it's it's you know, good movie openings always foreshadow the plot of the film. Mm-hmm. and it also introduces you know Nick uh, Nick Cage's character in a very strong way that you understand visually from the beginning that he's yeah. conflicted. He wants to see the and then he goes to the priest and he tells him. So we get an understanding that this is a guy who has klepto tendencies, but always subverts them to do the right thing, unlike his brothers do. yeah, And sure. we know that he's about to get roped up into an issue, and the catalyst of the film is when the priest tells him, hey, actually, they're going to release everybody who's on parole uh, early really? this year. For the holidays and the shenanigans start, and I, I already got a clear picture of who this character was going to be <laughs> and the shenanigans <laughs> that he was going to get involved in way before I even met, you know, uh, Alvin and David. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But
0: before we get going on this, um, Rob, you want to read us the VHS?
2: Back oh, absolutely. Page? Back of the, absolutely. it's the back of the box moment. We're
0: going to coin is. that now. Back, the of, the back
1: of the box moment for Trapped in Paradise goes like this. The skew number is. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, it says Three small crooks who happen to be brothers pull off a bank robbery in a town called Paradise. As they desperately try to get out of town, the three become trapped by a snowstorm and the unexpected kindness of the townsfolk. They soon realize they have no choice but to put all the money they've stolen back in the bank. Now, if they can just slip away from their new friends long enough to break back in. Oh, I feel like <laughs> this is not the most, uh, not the
0: most well-written back of the box. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Why did, why did they give the, the ending away?
1: Well, they yeah, give the ending away and they almost try and tell you that like, they give the money back so that they can steal it a second time.
0: That's and, that's ridiculous., <laughs> Why yeah, would they that's, do that? Why would anybody do that?:
1: Yeah, this is so it's almost like they need to tell you that it's a a caper film and let you know how it's going to play out, but then also tell you that like you may not know exactly or like get you'll still be surprised when you watch the film, since that's not exactly what happens. But I am noticing, since I have more than one of these tapes, you know, in my possession that there are multiple backs of the box. And uh, let me just see if this one says it any different. Oh, wow. Okay, my other VHS says, the Furpo brothers, Bill, Dave, and Alvin, are headed to paradise, and together they are pulling off the heist of the century. (laughs) Robbing the bank was easy, but surviving the nicest little town in the world on Christmas Eve? That's the hard part. The Wayward brothers are desperately trying to get out of town, but they are no match for the good people of paradise who are slowly killing the Furpos with kindness.
0: Now that,
1: I'd say, is a better back of the box. That's a great back of the
0: box description right there. Whoever wrote the first one uh, needs to be fired. You're fired.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm taking you off VHS duty.
0: I got a question. Why does this movie have such a low score on Rotten Tomatoes? Actually, Rob, is this a punchable movie? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a punch yourself in the face movie. Because I feel gonna, like punch... Gonna, no, hold on. I feel like punching myself in the face for not seeing this. I... What, I, in 30, 20, 26 years? I'm Well, gonna the throw punches this. are nuanced. Right. You know. so, so, I mean,
2: look, for me, a punch yourself in the face movie is just like, hey, man, you know, you've been living under a rock if you haven't seen this movie because <laughs> it's like so good. Like, you yeah. deserve to punch yourself in the face. But... For me, in this movie, because I hadn't heard of it until now, you know, it's it's kind of uh, one of those discovery movies where I would yeah. say, hey, you know, maybe treat yourself to a little glass of wine and watch this movie Ooh. instead of punching yourself in the face. There you go. Uh, because I didn't even know it existed. And I think, I don't know if it had to do with the marketing or the fact that it had low reviews. Although I will say, I think it only had 20 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I saw. Um, well, I don't you, think poor- it was deserving of a 20% though. No, no. 10. Oh, 10 And by the way, yeah. we should tell
0: everybody, pour yourself a glass of wine in one of our Magical at the Movie mugs. Yes, <laughs> yes please. Available for purchase. Yes, we, yeah, the we the all drink merch. out of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Also, but oh, why Why do you think that it had a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes? Because that's just I, I can understand why. I can understand why it got reviewed
2: low. I don't think it deserves a 10%. I would give it more, uh, if I were honest, like a 55 Right? Sure. Um, yeah. I think I think a ten is a little low. Uh I, I would give it a fifty-five because I think that it's one of these charming nineties movies that has a very nostalgic feel for me. It's it's obviously got a good message. I think Dana Carvey and and their their characters are all great. I think that their 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 slapstick sort of humor works well. I got a little lost in the story here and there yep, um yep. you know like it was like a little convoluted with the inmates breaking out and all that but at the end of the day True. it's a, it's an endearing charming little movie you know what I mean and and it has a good message and it was it was a fun watch in that sense I, I got a little bored here and there uh, I think we could could trim the fat, you know what I mean. But other I agree, than that, it's uh, it's not uh, it's not a bad little flick. So I'd give it a fifty five, not a ten. And okay. I
1: I think that if this movie, you said it right, you could trim the fat. If this were a, a cool ninety minutes, it would yeah. be a like okay, we're doing a double feature Christmas night, you know, some sort of movie. You know, like the fact that it's a little bit long, you almost have to decide between this. And whatever fun other Christmas movie you and the family might watch, okay. and you know it know had mean? some good
2: little twists here and there. I mean, like when they come sure. back to the house. I mean, I saw it coming once they got to the house, right? Oh uh, yeah. But like, I was like, oh, they're going to the bank manager's house. But I, I, uh, I saw the only other thing I will say, I did call it when John Lovitz goes to the restaurant and yes, tells me him that the too. cops yeah. are looking. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, they set him up. Set you know him know up. What I mean? Oh yeah, they, they set him up. And then at the end, it was a setup, but.
1: Now, uh, can I yeah. tell you guys why this movie <laughs> resonates with me so well? Yeah, like because I had seen it. I saw it back in the nineties. Um, and it's because like I am like you guys, like Christmas I mean, like it's it's not revolutionary. Like people love Christmas time, you know, you get to hunker down, sometimes you're with family, but regardless, there's a lot of like downtime towards the end of the year. So you can kick back, eggnog, watch movies. And Comedy Central would show this movie so much. And I would dive in and out of this film within junior high, high school, catch it from the last 30 minutes or the middle or whatever. And it was one of those movies where I always enjoyed when I turned on the TV and it was on. But it wasn't until like a certain point where I was like, oh, I'm going to rent this movie. Uh Watch it from beginning to end catch the parts that were edited out for TV. Right. And it'd be like, this is better than just watching, you know, Miracle on 34th Street that I'm gonna end up watching on Christmas Eve or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with Miracle on 34th Street, but this is like I know it's so like passe to be like, Die or it's a Christmas movie or whatever. But like a movie set during Christmas time that isn't revolving around Santa Claus, let's say, hmm. is like okay. such a fun ride, especially when you've got eggnog in front of you and you don't mind having <laughs> having a couple and like sitting there and maybe getting a little getting a little loose and just like right. knowing that you can pass out on the couch and laugh at some silly jokes and it's yeah. been that like a staple of my christmas watching since probably 1997 wow I may not watch it every year, but it has been in part of my life since then.
2: I will say that I discovered a lot of 90s movies like that through Comedy Central, and I'm surprised that I never caught this one. Maybe I just wasn't watching uh, Comedy Central during Christmas time. I will say there was a moment that I actually laughed out loud hard in it, which I thought was (laughs) so great, was when they busts into the bank to rob it right yeah. and the bank yeah. manager's wife is kind of like but on christmas you want to-? Yeah. and like nick cage just turns to john lovitz and like does like raises <laughs> his hands like a, like a what what the fu- like what the fuck is going on so it's here, actually right? going to stop you? And, and and he yeah, and he like and he turns around and like he doesn't say anything like i thought that moment was hilarious to me yeah. like, it was just kind of like what the fuck is happening here you know like and then of course they do it in a wide shot where the guard is in the like Right yeah. side of the frame just passed out <laughs> during this whole time, and it was just like, "What are we getting ourselves into?" And I thought those moments in the movie there's a there's a few of them that that really did. Uh, well, yeah, like the the up.
0: wide shot when he's uh, bringing all the people out from the diner into the oh, bank. Oh yeah, like, you're gonna leave all these people here, and then she they might call the <laughs> cops right away. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then the uh, the owner, I think it's the owner of the restaurant, she pokes into frame. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the right yeah. side. Man, the so the, like... the
1: actual bank robbery part of this movie is like is the best sequence, I would say, because it is just I I mean, just joke after joke after joke. You want to do a little and then prison
2: the, yoga there, Rob? Too? Yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> when Lovitz is alone with everyone in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> is so funny he's like what should we do some carolyn and then he just like makes up a song about how they need to stay still or he's gonna shoot them <laughs> <laughs> oh you can't, huh? you can't get to heaven if you don't hold still because if, if, if you move you're gonna get killed that's right
0: you better? I like I like what happens at the end when they're trying to get into the car and and Alvin is like speeding away and he stops and he speeds away. Oh, Screw no. you
1: guys! <laughs> Why is he doing that? Oh, because Alvin just...
0: Dana Carvey's character Alvin to me is the funny. I, I found myself laughing out loud whenever he's just trying to take shit. Like every oh every the klepto scene side that, of him, yeah. yeah every oh, scene God. he's either pouring extra stuff on his food right. or just yeah. like taking a nutcracker or taking hats or like, or like the crunch box where he's like trying to get the toy. No, And and the thing about it is like
2: his voice in this is so funny. Like I just wasn't expecting that like high pitch, like, you know, because that's not Dana Carvey's normal. His his voice is high pitch, but not that high pitch, you know, it's like this I just thought he was such a goof with it, and man, it just I, it just reminded me of SNL when Lovitz and uh, Carvey were on there at some point. You know what I mean? And it was it was a good time, man. Like it, again, it just brought a lot of nostalgia for me.
1: Well, and David or David Dana Carvey's as an actor loses himself in every character he does. Oh, it, yeah. it doesn't even have to be you know prestige comedy like. He's like, okay, this is my character. Well, I'm going to invent a voice. I'm going to get the backstory down. And this is, you know, wind me up and let me go because that's what I'm going to do.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I mean, obviously for me, my favorite uh, Dana Carvey character is Garth Algarth.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That's that's great. But did you ever see The Master of Disguise? Oh, God. I did. It's not a good movie. It's It's not. It's terrible. terrible. But he has a charming, wacky goofiness to him in all the characters that he plays that like you it's it's what you're talking about Rob where he just you know it's like you wind me up and let you know let him loose and then he just does his thing and it was interesting to see that the movie's terrible but uh I thought sure. it was uh, I thought it was funny how uh
1: I how agree it. and I think there's a little bit more <clears throat> to that story too if our listeners didn't know um Dana Carvey only did Master of Disguise because he was talking about it. Like I, I don't know the exact story, but he was talking about it. Let's say at the dinner table, and his kids were like, "Dad, that sounds fun. You should do that movie." He oh, was like, God. "Okay, you know, my kid wants me to see me in a movie like this. I'll do that movie, and you know, pay for his college at the same time."
2: There you go. Well, that, that's absolutely.
1: A, that's there. A,
2: a there upside. Is, there is yeah. a. Dana Carvey movie that I really, really, really like that, man, I'm trying to look it up on IMDb here because I forget the name. Point World 2. No, it's not. Oh, there it is. It's called (laughs) Clean Slate. And I remember it was really funny. I remember that. Where he's a private eye that loses his memory. He has amnesia. And I thought it was really yeah. funny because he does one scene where he goes and gives like he walks in while he's getting chased or something into like this presentation of like Aborigines or something like of, like a, like you know like a very snobbish. Um, You know society culture that like you know is learning about it, and he has to give this this presentation. He's like improvising because they they they're like oh, and now featuring Doctor Slattery or whatever, and he comes out and he's like he's just trying to play the part to blend in, right? (laughs) And that scene is hilarious because it's I felt like it was so improvised or whatever. And that movie, I think that was the first time I actually ever saw Dana Carvey before Wayne's World, Uh, and I remember watching that movie with my dad. But like he was like. uh, he had this '90s chameleon effect to him that I liked a yeah, lot, he did. And, and I liked him a lot in this movie.
1: It's it's always interesting to look at um, the trajectory of Dana Carvey and Mike Myers because, right, they were both hot in the '90s to an extent, but like totally took different directions. And I, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why, but it's so weird because they seem like such a great pairing, and then like Austin Powers happened. <laughs>
0: So after the after that bank robbery, what I appreciate about it is um, they tried to escape from this town many different ways. I was waiting for them to get a plane because at first they <laughs> yeah. try a car, then they try a bus, then they try a boat. I mean, what other way are they try to escape well, this place? They tried a horse. Yeah. And then they yeah. tried the sleigh. But I was waiting for them to try a plane. I was like, okay, all right, how ridiculous are we going to get? Are they going to get in that helicopter that is the FBI helicopter? Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was waiting for that. Can I say, too, that, like,
2: I was watching this movie with my girlfriend, and, like, when they got to the part where uh, they're in the sled or whatever – and they, like, leave him. Like, my girlfriend's like, wait, like, they can't just leave the horse. Like, the poor horsey. Like, no, I don't like this movie. And then, like, they're about to leave. And then, like, Dana Carver's like, oh, can't leave him, you know? And then, like, and then, like, sh- then she's like, okay, yeah. And then, like, the horse falls into the water, like, the freezing water. Yeah. And my girlfriend was so upset. She was like, they, they had to think about saving him?
0: yeah Fuck this movie yeah. Go, hold on hold on only D- uh john lovitz's character dave she's the only one that's like eh screw the horse by the way dave in this uh john lovitz's character dave in this movie is such a piece of shit
1: Oh yeah. He's oh, such yeah. a piece oh, he's of an shit. Asshole. Yeah, he's, Dude, he plays so
0: well. Mm-hmm. I know. He's so calm about every every shitty thing he does too. He even dresses like a piece of shit. If you look <laughs> if you look at his jacket, he's wearing like this leather, he's always wearing black, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All the time he has a snake, almost like a snakeskin leather jacket on and with a l- got that black per- shit
2: eating yeah. grin on his face like that it's just like you want
1: to Like what punch did I do to with? you? Yeah, what? Yeah. What did I
0: do? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You know, I love it.
1: He's like, now would you be terribly upset with me if I were to tell you that there may possibly be guns in the trunk?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, didn't he like when they're at the restaurant, right? And uh, they're thinking about putting their money back, and Dave's the only one that doesn't want to do it. Like, yep. didn't Dave know that the inmates kidnapped his mom?
0: I don't think yeah. he cared.
2: And that's what I'm saying. He didn't give a fuck if
0: they were going to kill his mom. He wanted the money anyway. He didn't even agree to giving the money back. Right. You notice that? He's the only one out of the three that he's just like finally like threw up his hands. and was like, fine. Give the money back. He did not care. It it wasn't a morality. thing. It was like a pure pressure thing. Yeah, Exactly. You know, Alvin made the right decision. Bill makes the right decision, but Dave is like, "Are you? Are, are we really doing this right now? Seriously, you know?" And when, when the horse was almost gonna die, he was he was looking at it like, "Great, I was. J- we were just getting a ride out of town, and right, now you guys right, want right. to go back and help the horse? <laughs> awesome!"
2: I, I honestly wanted to help the horse. I, I felt
0: bad. Yeah. Well, the who would want to help the, blizzard, the horse? Right? But, but but my point is, Dave. He's such a piece of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> he yeah. never comes around. He only comes around when uh, he sees Bill getting in the car with the money. I don't even yeah. think he cared about Bill. No, he didn't he get just right needed either. to get the money back because he was getting in the car with the. Uh, he recognized the 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 two the mobsters he yeah. was in yeah. prison with,
2: and then. So then it gets convoluted, right? Because then the 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 prison the, the prisoners broke out. They kidnapped uh, the 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 Furpo's mom, and then uh, you know they're heading to the bank. They, they they coincide with Nick Cage in the car, Uh Because they pick him Nick up. Nick Cage and he, wants to go back, and like he's sh- he sh- like, I got a picture of my mom in the wallet. He's like, What? And then he shows a picture of my. And then all of a sudden, like they try to shoot him, or whatever. And then what? So like I guess like Vic was. The girl's father was uh Sarah's father. Sarah's dad. And then, yeah. But then I was like, why like what was up with this subplot? Like so. Yeah, that is the
1: one thing I wanted to bring up too, Rob. Yeah. Like they they introduced this idea at the bank originally where, you know, Nick Cage is like, wait, I think I know you, which sure maybe you don't recognize her because you haven't seen her for a while, but you're right. probably like when they've got the same first name, something clicks. Right. But then to like, they just didn't thread that needle enough to like somehow connect her to these bank robbers that his brothers met in prison.
2: And yet but, she's working at the bank. Yeah,
0: and, it would make yeah. her a suspect if and it's then, her dad. Yeah and then they fall in love like at the end like really fast like that was the one thing that was the one thing that yeah i didn't like either was a christmas uh, miracle yeah exactly well yeah <laughs> i mean they was. they fall in love it's a christmas miracle yay <laughs> yay guys get together no it's not that doesn't happen look sarah's character to me <laughs> it's like yeah no, <laughs> that doesn't happen doesn't doesn't I work saying, out nah, like that no uh, uh, Sarah, <laughs> she, sarah's character to me okay <laughs> That was the one thing, the one gripe that I had with this movie. She did not need to be the the daughter of some mobster who happened to work at the same bank. That that to me was just like, yeah, I'm
1: gonna have to like give what it, was cut it. from this movie? You yeah, know, it could have like,
0: been that could have been cut completely from this film, or integrated differently. Like, you know, is she the only Sarah that lives in this? By the way, not. Oh, oh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna try and rag <laughs> on this movie. This isn't oh, you liked it. You liked this isn't it. Superman 2. Oh, however,
1: however
0: oh, this is however <clears throat> number one, I love the location. Niagara on the lake. I'm like, I want to go visit that location. But oh, that yeah. being said, the cops say that there's only one Sarah that lives in that town. One Sarah. That's how small of a town it is. The man. small the, t- the there's only one Sarah that lives in that small ass town. Sarah
1: Conwell. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: I mean, I could get on board with three Sarah Connors living That's in what? Los Angeles at one time.
1: You sure. Know? Yeah,
0: I can. not I felt
2: like that, like that, like in real life, like the Terminator would have been knocking at like eighteen thousand houses. Yeah, exactly. no kidding.
0: <laughs> like in L.A., but only yeah. one Sarah lives in Niagara uh, Paradise. Sure, Paradise. <laughs> Paradise, Pennsylvania. Just one Sarah. That's it. Really? No. I. Yeah. And if she's going to change her name, she's not just going to change her last name. She'll probably change her first name too. Well, maybe she's. You know? used, I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah. obviously, I, there are some holes in this, Peter. Well, but
2: how did my Vic only gripe? come to know about the bank? Because yeah. Sarah probably told him that. Yeah, the ba- like that's what I'm saying. She works at the bank. She knows the bank's light security. Or was like. How else did the dad get the information in prison?
0: She told him. Or no, she wouldn't have told him. He probably would have gone and visited her. Before I mean, he got pinched? Before, yeah. But that's but, what but she left the other. Uh, apparently, her backstory
2: is that she's in hiding in paradise because her dad got pinched and she didn't want to be associated
1: with him. Guys, I have a theory. Um huh. I think that there's a comet passing over paradise. <laughs> And so they're bruh, in their own time frame. No, bruh, Did they break out glow sticks man. as well? <laughs> <laughs> Different colored ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Vic we see in prison is not the Vic we see escaping from prison. <laughs> okay. okay, no. okay. Um, He's the blue glow but, stick guy. The, yeah, exactly. in Prison's
2: red glow stick. Okay. I see, so I see. if you
1: notice, Sarah has a red jacket and also, <laughs> no. um, but, uh, but yeah, there were some things that could have been fleshed out a little bit better. But I think that goes back to kind of what you were saying, Peter, on the idea of like there could have been things that could have been cut from this movie. But I also feel like this movie was physically cut weird. Like I think they shot a whole bunch of stuff we didn't end up seeing. And then it ended up being spliced together in a in a way that maybe wasn't as eloquent as it could have been. So, yeah. but interesting. Interesting. I That's think there's also... I also would like to know if you guys think that, like, I think people are more forgiving of holiday movies. I think yeah. because it's it's more about the aesthetic and, like, the feeling you get around, like, Christmas time or that most people get around Christmas time, uh, they they don't mind if, like, eh, whatever. I'm just looking for some happiness or whatever, you know?
0: No, but- I totally agree with that mm-hmm. sentiment, Um However, you know, you can't just shoehorn because like, there's plenty of Christmas movies. That, like, Absolutely. You know, yeah, Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, technically yeah you know? yeah um that's a good point no it is so i almost
1: chose that instead of trapped in paradise but i knew <laughs> we had sleepy hollow just
0: a month ago so yeah exactly so we can't I, do two two burton movies right back to back i
2: mean i also in will sense. say that like i like the endearing part of like the little romance or whatever like i think that i think i'm not i don't know if i'm pronouncing her name right but Madchen amic or whatever Madchen Amick. amic um, yeah
0: she, i'm not sure uh, either
2: very attractive uh but also just like i've never seen her in anything else but like she had that 90s girl like it girl uh factor and i thought it was just cool to like incorporate something like that i just probably would have tied it a little bit differently and maybe like he she was more of the voice of reason i think they were trying to incorporate that but i just i i think my thing is i would have just stuck to them trying to get out make it sort of like a groundhog's day sort of thing where uh they're just trapped in the sound trying to do the right maybe like debating or not whether to do the right thing from taking from the town i wouldn't have incorporated the prisoners at all and if i did it would have been that like you know maybe at the end sarah wasn't as good or something like that and it was like a little mm, twist yes. and that's
1: uh, and then or like she the, was working for the fbi yeah so or, would have or been working
2: cool. for her dad you know and that's then her dad been. was like you know like a dumb and dumber thing where like the bad yeah. guys come in at the end and they just they just raise the stake slightly uh and in, increase the comedy factor but other than that um i mean i i thought it was pretty pretty streamlined in in that sense but i agree with you in the editing it was it it was a little jumpy convoluted yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. um well guys i think that like ultimately when it comes to trapped in paradise i'm veering off slightly uh, I'd like to talk business on the episode one moment. Okay, wow. I do are we think, gonna rob a bank? Uh, Is that what you're saying? Well, That's what I, um, think gonna- <laughs> I wouldn't record that part. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> speak in code. Well, do you no. know of any uh, banks
0: out there that are um, <laughs> so low security that you yeah. can just yeah. walk in and take two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars?
2: <laughs> in an era where like no cell phones exist or any of that, yeah. Crap, you know, like uh, was- well,
1: we the town has a comic going over it. I've already there we told go. you that. But we uh, also phones are cracked but uh <laughs> i think it would be great and you know listeners this may or may not happen but uh i think christmas cards that uh are magical at the movie based with our heads on the bodies of the trapped in the paradise movie poster I think it's that cool says idea. magical at the movies maybe if you if you haven't bought a christmas card yet but folks now's the time Gotta go to the merch store. It'll be
2: there in the merch store, guys. Yes. So so uh, don't forget
1: about your your weird uncle. Send him a a Christmas card with our faces on it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) That works
2: really well.
0: Yeah. I'm on board for Uh. this plan. Where would
1: you rank this in your like pantheon of Christmas time
0: films? Well, um, let me think about this for a second. Because you got Home Alone, Home Alone Two. You got you know Batman Returns. <laughs>
1: yep, yep. Just
0: kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Home Alone, Home Alone Two, and then the Santa uh, Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus with uh, what's his name, Tim Allen. No, yeah. the <laughs> Santa Claus the by Alexander Skalkind from the nineteen eighties. Which uh, we're we gonna might need to watch that on soon. this show. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, no, we're gonna do it. That's gonna, that's coming up, but Ooh. um, those are probably my top three right there. So this one would have to be like number f- five because it, after that is the Scrooge movie with uh, with um, Albert Feeney yeah.
1: oh. uh, and
0: Alec Guinness from way back in the day, which is really good acting. It might, it's a musical too, which I really, really enjoy. Alec Guinness in a musical. Ooh,
2: yeah, I would wow. like to check that
0: out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Scrooge. It's called, it's just Scrooge, Albert Feeney, who was a tremendous actor. And of course, Alec Guinness, but, um, so I'd say, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it hits my top 10 because mainly I just watch the same 10 movies every, I mean, the same movies every Christmas. So it's not going to be low. That being said. There is some things that could have been fixed with this film in editing. Sure. And then of course, you know, you need a little bit of a script doctrine. But for me, what I love about it is that it has that nineties nostalgia look to it, especially with the grainy film and you know the 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 music too. It sounds like oh, a yeah. Christopher Columbus movie. Like it looks and sounds almost a little bit like Home Alone to me.
1: Yeah, it's almost like adult Home Alone. We're trapped in this town. He's trapped in his house.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's almost like that. And I think that that might have been the theme that they ran with, especially since Home Alone Two came out that same year. They're like, oh, let's let's try something trapped in in, in a town, just like uh, you know Macaulay Cole. I think, in my opinion, they should have just kept on trying to escape. I don't think we needed the whole subplot of um of the sentimental stuff. You know, oh, they're robbing from the town. You know, yeah. I, I think it would have been better if it just had been like them just trying to get out of this town and everybody like taking them in and helping them out. You know, one of them try, almost drowns one of them, like, you know, twists his ankle. I don't know, something instead of just being like so ham fisted, like, oh. You know we're gonna lose all of our money in this town. It's like, uh, that's a little on the nose, guys. It would <laughs> well, feel bit like more.
1: there was still like forty minutes left to film when they decided that they were gonna, or at least Nick Cage as our like proxy decided he wanted to give the money back. And it's like, okay, well then, how do we get to giving the money back and then resolution and stuff? So I can understand where you're coming from there. How about you, Rob? Does this say- does this sneak into the tin?
2: I would, I would say it sneaks into like maybe like number 11 slot for me because I've got a couple. I mean, like Home sure. Alone is, more, you know, obviously my Christmas movie for sure. Uh, I just remember watching that and just being mesmerized in Home Alone 2. Uh, there is another one in there called Scrooged, which was oh, roughly yeah. around the same time with <laughs> Bill Murray. Um, that one's always a, a great one. I always like a Muppet Christmas
0: you oh. really yeah oh, man you gotta yeah, go with the muppets in so christmas
2: time man so great yeah you know like you gotta you gotta go with that um, gonzo really steals it you, you know, know what right. maybe trapped in paradise can replace a christmas story because the christmas story is just weird sometimes i
0: don't yeah really, i'm not a, i'm not the biggest fan of that movie yeah i mean i just
2: remember like i don't know what the intrigue was when i was a kid i think it was just because he had a bb rifle and i wanted well, one. well and i Same. think there was this like yeah.
1: idea that like you could watch a christmas story for people of our generation you could watch a christmas story with your parents and they could remember that time with the bb guns and stuff yeah. and yeah. and it was like funny enough for kids and nostalgia enough for baby boomers that like everyone was having a good time but the moment tnt was like we're going to show it nonstop for 48 hours or whatever it's like okay we Get it. You're going to shoot your eye out. So it moves <laughs> yeah, to yeah. number 12 or you know, whatever.
2: We should play a drinking game where you like take a shot every time they say shoot your eye out.
0: You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, we might have to do that. On Probably the next, like 18 shots. On the, on the next uh, wild card. On a live stream. Swim. Yeah. Peter, oh, we got to do that on your on your magical live. it's oh, like Yeah, once, when, yeah. yeah. During, Press yeah. play now. Yeah, maybe maybe a week before Christmas or something. We're right. going to have to do oh, that. Right. that would be
2: fun. You know a movie I actually really like in Christmas and it's relatively newer, but I just thought it was great. Four Christmases, man. Like I, I was into that movie. Wait, the I one with haven't Therese seen that. And Vaughn. Von? Yes, I actually really liked that movie. That, I that think I'm gonna check that one. out this
1: season. You should. I haven't seen it yet because it's
2: an interesting concept. It's a you know, it's like a married couple who are actually like you know really good together. John Favreau's in that too. Yeah, yeah. He plays that. Vince that Von's question brother.
0: came up on the last, uh, <laughs> the last Vaughn card. <episode>. That <laughs> is true.
2: Well, what was the first movie? Right. I wanna, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was the first one? He plays one of his crazy brothers, and the whole idea is that they have four Christmases because they go to each of their parents who are divorced and stuff. So uh, it's and and then you know it's a reflection of uh, their relationship and stuff. So it, it's a good it's a good movie. It's a good Christmas uh, Christmas movie. I thought so.
1: That's that's great. Yeah, but- and like as I stated before, this is something. This is a movie that's been with me since the '90s. Um, it is in the top ten, but. Um, it, Like I said before, it's a movie I'm more comfortable like jumping into and jumping out of, which I don't think that is always the best representation of a movie. I think the, the best representations of movies are you press play and want to stick to it the whole time. I don't think that's necessarily a bad quality of something to watch, per se, but does that make it a good film? Maybe not so much. I don't think it's uh, a
2: bad film. I don't think it's a bad no, film at no, 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 all. No. I don't think it's I don't think it's a great film, but I, I didn't think it was a bad one either. I was just kind of like neutral stance on it. And and I think maybe that's what you're talking about, Rob, where like yes. it, it didn't carry on enough. But it's endearing enough that like, you know, if it's on playing in one of those like marathons for the Christmas yep. season. Well, I'm you sit what, and watch. You it. know what
0: Roger Ebers said about it is he said it should be preserved by the Library of Congress as an example of creative desperation. <laughs> it plays like a documentary about a group of actors forced to perform in a screenplay that contains not one single laugh or moment of wit or flash of intelligence. See, I cannot get on board with that. I was no. laughing the entire time I at it. Dana Carvey's character. Mm, yeah, you know? I laughed
2: at Dana Carvey's character, but you know what? I, I actually thought about it. Like the movie for me, that's like the Christmas movie uh, apart from the ones that I mentioned. You got to go with Christmas Vacation, Charlie, uh, you know, Chevy Chase, man. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night,
0: he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house.
1: You, you have, have to, like you have to. to. That's true. You know, it's why it's I, I, I get a good
0: point, but you know, I can still appreciate this film. Yeah. I mean, I got a question. Yeah. Like, you know, there is some inconsistencies. Like, why would Alvin be driving the car? Why is he constantly driving the car? Oh, because the brothers
2: don't want to trust him with anything else. They're just like, at least the dupe can drive the car. You know what I mean? Because if he goes yeah. into a place, he's going to steal everything. Trying <laughs> <He's gonna laughs> to get sidetracked. Yeah, he's going to want to steal the pens from the bank as opposed to the $275,000 that they're supposed to steal. <laughs> he well.
0: gave the, the, his gun to, yeah, to yeah, some Yeah, guy it was, so he could <laughs> eat. Try, yeah, Let me try that. What
2: are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm eating Scrabble. Don't touch any of that. We're getting out of here. It's got Scallions. It's got Scallions <laughs> on there. Uh, oh, man. Guys, <laughs>
1: this is like, like it's a shorter film. It's an endearing film. Yeah. It, it could be about 15 minutes shorter, like we stated. But I think it's a great way that we've kicked off our, our holiday season. And I would love to know what other people have to say about their uh holiday treats that they'd like they can and i know we have a few more things to say but i would like to encourage people to head to the instagram account magical at the movies and leave a comment or leave a rating and review on apple podcast give us with, a
2: little follow you know what i mean yeah. we put some interesting content up there sometimes for you guys to see and we tease a uh, little promos for the movies we're about to review so
1: and it's a it's a great time of year to give back as well and so i do want to take this moment to say that like in the show notes there is a link that says, would you like to support this podcast? And it's a time for giving, December. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you'd like to give $5, you'll also see this link in our merch store. And we'll give you a shout out on an episode of the podcast. And you we'll know,
2: contribute a percentage to charity
0: as well. Like for, for
1: I yes. agree.
0: Yes. 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 Boom, baby, I love it.
1: It's what we like to do here at Magic mm-hmm. Movies. Now, guys, closing up this episode in particular, since I... Uh, I chose this one. I'd like to look forward into this month of uh of the Christmas holiday, and this is obviously my choice. Peter, you had said what your choice was, but could you repeat it clearly again one more time and uh, give a little bit of a reasoning, and then, Rob, maybe you could share what you chose. We usually don't give away the movies ahead of time, but maybe this is a little uh, early Christmas gift. Yeah,
0: it's it's giving giving season. Yes, my
1: film that I'm choosing for
2: next episode is not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it can be because it takes place in some frigid waters. I'm actually at the asking north ti- we're gonna be reviewing Titanic
1: next week. Yes. I love it.
0: Takes yes. place in the north.
2: And the- you know, it's a it's a Christmas, uh, it's a Christmas story, you know, when they're all in the water freezing in the winter wonderland yep. up there by the <laughs> iceberg. It. You know? Yep.
1: All the themes are there. Yeah. All the themes are there. Togetherness, freezing. So- diamonds yeah Yeah. there's
2: there's some religion in there you know oh yeah uh
1: yeah yeah
2: it's uh there's a blue diamond somewhere in there too you know it's a gift that uh somebody's trying to find in a in a broken down wreckage of a ship but yeah no hey listen it's the christmas spirit that matters and peter's gonna be the one that's gonna wrap that one up
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. so uh i don't know if anybody's ever seen this movie and some people probably have but my choice is going to be santa claus the movie now sholte you might really like this because it is the same producer as superman (laughs) alexander Uh Skalkind. this was his movie he wanted to do a christmas movie and it didn't do very well in theaters but i mean i've been watching this movie since i was a kid it's part of my christmas tradition and uh yeah i want i want you guys to experience it with me so the next movie is going to be uh santa claus the movie
1: That'll be coming out just before Christmas. Christmas. Wow. Uh, I'm excited to check that one
0: out. Is that the one from 1985? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think it's from 1980. I'm going to look it yeah. up. Really quick. I wow. want to make sure I get that. That. Um, Santa Claus, right the
2: movie, 1985.
0: There it is. Wow. Well, I look forward to With seeing Dudley it. guys. Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. And then the original, uh, not, not the dude. But uh, Mr. Lebowski. Mr. Lebowski,
2: Mr. Lebowski Lebowski plays (laughs) Santa Claus. David Hiddleston. And we have Burgess
0: Burgess Meredith coming in. And John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sold in the room.
0: Yeah, I can't I believe you guys this. have never seen this movie before. No, never actually. So ready yeah. for, be, uh, ready for it. Ready. Looking forward to this. Oh, me too. I'm like it's I'm a big fan of it. Like I said, I've been watching that since I was a kid. So Excellent. part of my Christmas tradition right there. Boom. Well All you right. do
1: what you do, and we'll do what we do and we'll watch those movies. Hell yeah. Can't wait for Titanic next week and then the Santa Claus. Guys, you mind if I uh, close this out? Wrap Absolutely. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. And for Peter Madrigal and Rob Federick, I've been Rob Schulte. Happy holidays, everyone. Woo! Get that yeah. eggnog ready. Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks and we'll see you again next week.